This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Welcome to Spirits, your boozy bi-weekly dive into mythology, legends, and folklore from around the world. This episode's got so much, folks. We'll give you a crash course into Haitian voodoo and lay out exactly who you want on your side when your love blossoms. And then when it goes south. We've also been having so much fun on Twitter. We recently had a happy hour Q&A. Thanks to Noisy Spirit, Podcake, The Penumbra Podcast, Flash Forward for reaching out to us. All our podcast brethren, we love podcast Twitter. It is so much fun. And we so genuinely love all of the interactions we've been having with you guys. Special shout out to our Twitter MVPs from the past couple weeks. Uh, John Swendinger. Sorry, John. Uh, J.D. Buffington, John Cosmos, Jeffrey Garner, Jim McDonald, Jeremy Childs. I guess all men with J names are people who interact with us on Twitter. They're into it. Uh, and as always, Friends of the show, Roy Graham and Catherine Addington, we love hearing from you guys. This episode, we are drinking rum and coke. Uh, shout out to uh, our high school selves and uh, and whatever we could terrible, sneak out of the liquor cabinet. Terrible taste in liquor. We don't condone it. Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, my brothers and sister don't don't copy me. Anyway, uh, and it's a bit of a, a bit of a foreshadowing because later on we will discuss uh, rum, one of Haiti's uh, chief historical and best exports. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So sit back, relax, and we're going to take you to the sweet island of Haiti. Enjoy Spirits Podcast, Episode 12, Erzuli. So when Amanda and I were in sixth grade... Oh, no. We were in a play. Oh, no. Called Once on This Island. <laughs> Once on This Island is about a island in the Caribbean. Amanda and I both had speaking parts in that. I feel like I should mention that because... I think I had like one line no, in the song. No, you were the storyteller in it. What? Yeah. I don't think I... What? Yes, you absolutely were. Because you were like the Greek chorus in the oh, beginning shit, and end of the play. Oh, of us, yep. right? Oh, and we wore robes. Yep. It, was, it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, man. Taking it back. So a big aspect of that play is that the parts and characters are influenced by these four gods. Amanda, can you name the gods for me? Uh, Okay, I'm too drunk for this. Uh, Papa Gay. Yep. Because we all laughed because it was gay. (laughs) 
Agwe, yes. Julia's boyfriend, Jake. Yep. They That's met, the first time I met him. They met, folks, on the sixth grade musical stage. He was and, such a pudge. And now he's a cryptozoology hobbyist. Yes. <laughs> oh, how things change. <laughs> there is Erzuli. Mm-hmm. And... Catherine's god, who I forget. Asaka. Asaka. Asaka, grow me a garden. Grow me a garden, yep. exactly. A lot of those characters are actually taken from Haitian voodoo. Oh. And today, we're going to talk about the Urzuli. Are there more than one? More than one. <gasps> Very exciting. Yes. I like this tie into our, our past. Yep, we're going to do it. We're going to do job. it up real good. <laughs> So we're going to break down Haitian voodoo. We're going to go through the supreme god, the spirits, Great. and then breaking it down to the Urzulis and what they represent. Let's do it. All right. So Haitian voodoo is the syncretic mix between Catholicism and a bunch of different African mythologies. So it's a mix between the two. So Oh, right. Yes. It has different aspects of... Sure. Di- because you have the slaves coming in from Africa, yes. then... They're being introduced to Catholicism once they get to the island. The resulting religion that comes out of it is voodoo. Awesome. Uh, And Haitian voodoo specifically. Like, there's French voodoo, and there's uh, Louisiana voodoo, and there's a bunch of different ones. But We are in Haiti now. This specifically is Haitian voodoo. Love it. Um, So practitioners are called voodooists. Okay. Um, And when you translate that literally, it means servants of the spirits. Very interesting. Because, we're going to talk about this, in voodoo, uh, it is believed that there is this distant and unknowable god uh, who is a supreme creator. He's called Bondi. Good god? Yes. Because it comes from the French word bon dieu, which is uh, French for good god. My six months of high school French pay off sometimes. A plus. Good job. Thank you, (laughs) Mademoiselle Cafeliacos. Much appreciated. Thank you, Mr. Whatever Your Name Was, who specialized in Catalan. (laughs) Um, so the problem, though, with Bondi is that he really isn't involved in human affairs. He's kind of just like, oh, I made you people, then I'm going to just not care about anything sure. that So the classic sort of idea that you get around the rise of Darwinism, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, you know, how do we reconcile evolution with our beliefs in a creator? And the answer is, okay, well, maybe the creator, like, set up the whole world, set up evolution, set up the systems, whatever, and then sort of, like, step back to watch it happen. Right. Chess maker, right? Is there a uh, well, maker? so in the 18th century, uh, de- uh, deism oh, yes. was what came out, um, and a lot of the founding fathers were deists, and it's oh. basically the idea of the clockmaker god, which clockmaker he puts god. Everything into motion and then takes a step Let's back. Let's go. Yeah. Boom. So, um, in order for humans to kind of have a connection to the spiritual world, there are the loa. Okay. And the loa are these spirits who are subservient to Bondi. Bondi created them specifically to deal with human affairs. Okay. So, sort of like an angel or a jinn or kind of the other things okay. that you talked about. Yeah, but unlike angels or like uh saints okay the uh the loa are specifically designed to be served not prayed to okay so they're sort of like they're like a like a scarce or a limited resource on earth yeah right? like there's only so many of them they have great powers but you have to sort of woo them in like yes. you have to serve them make them feel like you know i am someone that you should help yeah they're very human so they have these likes and dislikes like and the Greek gods right like they have you right. know biases and they have jealousies mm. and all kinds yeah. of stuff yeah and so like the loa all have like specifically like oh i like this dance i like you to say this poem when you're talking to me I As like would you to I, give if I were me, a spirit. I like you to give me these gifts if you're uh, setting up my altar, that kind Great. of thing. Bring um, me goldfish and Jameson, people. 
like CJ Craig. (laughs) (laughs) They can be summoned. Any of the Loa can be summoned by a priest, a priestess, or a sorcerer who practices in voodoo. Okay, so you have to know something about how to do this stuff. Right. Not everybody can just in their bedroom, you know, whatever, light a candle. I mean, like, you can set up an altar and everything like that, but it won't exactly summon the loa okay take some doing right um so when they bring the loa into a ceremony like that the loa takes a thing called riding the horse okay which means they take human possession of someone who's in the practice oh man and that's really really important because they're able to tell which because sometimes things get mixed up so they're able to tell which um god uh, the loa that they have summoned is by, like, the way that the person is reacting during the human possession. Oh, sure. Like, you know, different different Loa, I mm-hmm. presume, have different specialties and stuff. Right. So, like, you want to make sure you summon the right yeah. one. And, like, how do you know? Also, like, certain Loa uh, react better if they're, like, given, like, the clothing that is associated with them. Oh, so you have someone dress up to, you know, make a, make the most hospitable host possible. Right. So, like, there's a uh, Loa that we're not really going to talk about, but his name is uh, Papa Samadhi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is associated with Papa Gay. Cool. Uh, is a death god, and his, like, signature your clothing is like sunglasses, a top hat, and a cigar. Amazing. So if you summon Papa Samadhi, you gotta have those things in order to like win his favor. You cosplay over. as the Sopranos. Yeah, for a show I have never watched, but I'm pretty sure there no are one has a top hat in them. Oh, okay. and they have the other two things, but not a top okay, hat. Okay, fine, fine. fine. Um, so now that we kind of have that background, yes. we're gonna talk about the Urzulis. And they are kind of Loa. The Urzuli are a family of Loa. Okay. Um, a literal family or like a, like a sub-genre? Well, sub-genre. Okay. Uh, they're not just one Urzuli. There's multiple Urzulis. Um, and they're mostly related to the topics of love and family. Urzuli, who will my love be? <laughs> yes. Check the show notes, people. So actually, um, we're going to start with the Urzuli that the Urzuli that we know from, from Once on this, on this Island is inspired by. All right. And that is Urzuli Freda Dahomey cool uh she is a spirit of a lot of things here love beauty jewelry dancing luxury and flowers man that shit all goes together (laughs) i like it she's like the epitome of valentine's day exactly (laughs) that's perfect or prom yes she (laughs) she is the prom loa she is the prom loa um so she actually wears three different wedding rings because she has three husbands great um she's married to dambala who is a snake-shaped god and the sky father Sounds like a good lay. Agway, who is the ocean god. Convenient. A.K.A. my boyfriend. Yep. Hunky has his own thing going on. And Ogun, who is the loa of warriors and craftsmen. That's awesome. Yeah. She has, like, three different kinds of men, depending mm-hmm. on what she's feeling like that yeah. night. He's Love like, it. I want fish tonight. We're going to hit up Agway. <laughs> I want, like, a new bowl. We're going to hit up Ogun. Yeah. I want the sky to look nice tomorrow we're gonna hit up uh what's his face Dumbala. the other one <laughs> the other one i don't even remember his name i have three, so many husbands three is too many to keep track of like that big love guy i don't know how he does it man There's i, so I can't many. keep track of one partner There's so many much less three different houses and multiple children and like how do you share 
nights between three people when there's only seven days in a week, Julia. You also, How do you do it? You have to be so rich for that shit. I, I guess you, I guess you divide it by the month instead of the week, and then you do like ten days out of the I month. I think what they did is they did uh, uh, what's the math here? Two nights per person each, and then the third night was like a swing night, and like it, it changed. It changed depending on the week. <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, if it's like dealer's choice, then you know who the favorite is. <laughs> exactly, it's terrible. That's and really like Aaron bad. Paul is dating your oldest daughter. Like, oh no, it's so complicated. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, he dates Amanda Seafried. Amanda Seafried is the oldest daughter. What? <laughs> oh my god! Usually this is the other way around, where like I know something that you don't. But I this feel, is like I feel so. In the know. What? Amanda Seafried is the oldest daughter in Big Love. She's like inappropriately hot. Is, wait, wait, is Big Love a fiction or not? Yes. It's oh, a okay. TV show. I thought we were talking about like the TLC one where it's like no, the actual. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. No, no, I no. thought it, like Amanda Seafried was actually no. like the child of a totally <laughs> <laughs> marriage. I was like, okay, well, I didn't know that. That's, that's how, interesting. That that's explains your, your shock. <laughs> anyway, we're getting way off topic, but I'm sorry. in the show Big Love, Aaron Paul in his TV debut is like a you know, outside of Mormon, non-believing boyfriend to Amanda Seafried, and the dad gets like inappropriately like possessive over his daughter. That sounds right. In a creepy way. Okay. Super creepy. Not cool at all. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Back Getting to back to the Rizulis <laughs> and their crazy polygamist lives. Right. Um, There's only three wedding rings, three husbands. Love it. Uh, so her symbols are uh, the heart and her colors because the colors are really important for some reason for you the Rizulis. Plural. Uh, her symbol is the heart. And the colors, which are like really important in voodoo, um, are pink, blue, white, and gold good combo if she is getting sacrificed anything it's going to be jewelry perfume sweet cakes and liqueurs so you set it up as, a, as an altar you yes. know and then sort of like laid out right. for her, like hey come hang with us or if you're doing a ceremony and you want her to come these are the things that you would bring for her yeah awesome so she represents femininity and compassion whenever she uh takes it whenever she rides the horse so to speak right uh, coming into she's human body. she's very flirty um oh. and loves like beauty and finery and she'll also it's really interesting because she's one of the few Urzulis that will take the um form of either a man or a woman oh cool and she will like flirt indiscriminately and like try and seduce anyone it like does not matter to her she's just like oh i'm a dude and i'm flirting out with another dude whatever it doesn't matter buyer zuli bring it she does have like a little bit of a dark side too she's also i was just going to ask like most of the time we see you know passionate love Mm -hmm. sort of as a foil with jealousy and destruction Mm -hmm. you know and possession well you got it just right she's extremely jealous sometimes yes uh but she's also depicted as spoiled and lazy okay like uh the other gods are like that a lot yeah yeah the other love are kind of distracted. She, they think she's like easily distracted, and she's oh, okay. like, "You you should be doing your job, but you're too busy like fawning over the fact that you have like beautiful rings and right, shit interested like that. in finery and and sort of like small earthly you know pursuits." Yeah. Um. So she is usually shown as never being able to attain her heart's desire, which I find mm. really interesting for a love goddess. Yeah. So when she does possession, whenever the possession ends, her uh, her horses always cry at the end of it. Oh, shit. Yeah, like they're really That's disappointed, no and so they cry at the end of the possession. But makes a lot of sense, because, you know, think about any kind of pop culture or books or whatever, like, 
you know, the pursuit of of romance is not interesting right. if you're super fulfilled at the end of yes, it. Yes, you know? I guess like, so. Yeah. But you would think that, like, a spirit and, like, something that isn't human, that's something above human, would be able to, like, get what they want. You know On what I mean? On the other hand, like, why would they be interested in us, you know, unless they had desires to be fulfilled? I get that. And whether that's, you know, desires like, hey, I want some liqueur. Oh, hey, look at these humans. They have the one that I like. Thanks, humans. You know, or this more kind of, like, existential or or soulful um, urge for a mate. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I think that's pretty human, and I love seeing human ideas in uh, gods. gods and spirits. Yeah, right. And whether it's a, you know, a legit characterization of what these gods actually are, or if you think about it more sort of like anthropologically or historically or culturally, whatever, you know, what about us? What about our lives compels us to make narratives out of it? You yeah. know, like what about our lives do we think is so essential to to living mm-hmm. that we project it onto our gods? Exactly. So, going in a completely different direction um, is Urzuli Dantor. Okay, different kind of Urzuli. So, Urzuli Dantor is usually shown as being the opposite of Urzuli Freda. Okay. Um, she is scarred and large-breasted, uh, and usually shown with, like, extremely dark skin, where Urzuli Freda is usually shown a little bit more light skin. Yo, colorism. Yeah. It extends back. Yeah, it's not Way so back. great. Um... So, so this is more of a matron god, and the other one was more of a, like, maiden god. Yeah, it's actually interesting what um, Urzuli Dantor represents. So okay. she's usually shown holding a child, and she's associated with uh, the Mother Mary and, like, holding the baby Jesus. Okay. Uh, in that kind of synchronization. Huh. Um, she is the protector spirit of women and children. Okay. And she's also the patron Loa of lesbian women. <gasps> That's like a thing. So exciting. Isn't that so cool? And in a world where lesbian women are often stereotyped as being masculine Mm -hmm. and uh, barren Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, anti-feminine, I love that this, like, mother goddess is equated with lesbians. Yeah, she's fantastic. So her colors are red, gold, and navy blue. Gryffindor, great. Um, and In fact, Gryffindor, my house. Yes, a, a fusion between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Her symbol is also a heart, but her heart is pierced with either knives or swords. <gasps> Bitchin, so good. Love it. So so good. Um, so she is also associated with vengeance. This is dope. She will. Um, there are stories where she will take possession of a woman who is abused by, like, a family member or, like, a loved one. Yeah. Um, and she will enact vengeance against that person. This is awesome. It's so good. I am so here for it's this. It's so fantastic. I love this image of, like, a wonderful feminine woman, like, you know, bulky with heft behind mm-hmm. her, like a baby on her back and a sword in her hand. Yes. And, like, her wife standing in the background being like, have fun, honey. Going to exact vengeance on it. men. Fantastic. Great. Um, and where uh, Urzuli Freda uh, is all like, her sacrifices are all like dainty things and stuff right. like that. Uh, Urzuli Danter's uh, sacrifices tend to be black pigs. Great. Spiced pork. Awesome. And rum. Oh, not fucking around. <laughs> she does not, not fuck fucking around. around. She's one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie. She's like, she's not here for your bland food stuff. No, she's just like, fuck it. Bring kill, me- that, kill me that pig. Let me swing some rum. Fuck the pink pigs. Bring me only your black pigs. <laughs> Bring me only your spiced pork. Bring me only your spiced rum. 
she's great. She's amazing. Can we be friends? Yeah, I want to be friends with her. Don't you <laughs> want to be amazing. friends with her? So I would great. I would sign up for that possession in a freaking heartbeat. I want her to like teach me Taekwondo and then like make rye bread with me in my kitchen. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Going to two of the more, like, lesser-known Urzulis now. Those are the two big ones. All right, give me a moment to just mourn the loss of Urzuli... Dantor. Dantor. Thank you. So good. Thank you for being here for all of us. So now we're going to talk about Urzuli Balin. Uh, she is known as the Gagged Urzuli. Gagged as in can't speak. Yes. Okay. Um, so she is helped, uh... <laughs> Amanda, what other use of gagged is there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Let's know. continue. The sexy one? I don't know. <laughs> uh, also can't speak in that okay. situation. Anyway. Um, so she is known to help silence or heal the heart. So she's, like, huh. the... She's the Urzuli you go to if you, like, just suffered a massive heartbreak, but you don't want to, like, destroy them with Urzuli Dantor. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like, like the, no one thinks about that. Exactly, because I mean that's that's the advice that you should follow, mm-hmm. right? Is like after a major heartbreak, what do you do? You disconnect, you take some time for yourself, you, you know, mourn uh, about and sort of think about the relationship until you're ready to move on. And that is should, should be a period of, you know, silence and contemplation mm-hmm. and kind of like getting to know yourself. I freaking love this. <laughs> She's the spirit that you tell the secrets of the heart to and she's also the one that ensures those secrets won't be revealed how cool is that that's so cool she's like your bestie in high she's school she's a diary who that no one will ever find exactly yes <laughs> she's the world's you julie oh that's that's really nice amanda Aww. that's really cute you got it. um so she helps people forget about past loves and helps them overcome overwhelming emotions. So this like, is great. We all need one. So it doesn't just have to be like love related. It's yeah. if something is like really causing you pain and like causing you suffering. Get it off your chest. She's the one you talk to about it. Awesome. Um, so when she rides the horse or takes over a body, yep. um, the horse that she rides usually speaks as though they have a gag in, her, in their mouth. So Which like is really muffled. cool. It's like, like a, muffled, oh, like shit. V- unable to speak, unable to get the words out. Kind of. And just I love this because so often in sort of New England and American culture that mm-hmm. we grew up in, you're meant to like stoically bear your burdens, mm-hmm. right? Not talk about them, you know, shoulder it and move on, keep calm, carry on, whatever. Um, but the idea that like your emotional pain causes you physical handicap, mm-hmm. I love that. Like it's I so love that we right? give. I love that we give our emotional pain actual physical substance and heft it's gorgeous i i love these myths these i are great, love it Julia. it's so good right it's almost like we should have a podcast to share these with the world <laughs> <laughs> it's weird right why don't we have that weird finally the last urzuli is urzuli mapagna cool um she is known as the suckler Okay. Uh, she's the Loa that you are going to pray to to help with pain of childbirth and help protect your unborn and newborn babies. Awesome. From the Aswang. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Episode three, get in touch. Um, so her colors are red and gold. All right. She's usually portrayed as wearing crowns and velvet robes. Bitchin' like, because having like a god makes you a literal queen. A literal queen, like a goddamn queen. That's great. Um, so when she rides the horse, so to speak, um, they tend to get into the fetal or birthing position. Okay. Therefore representing uh, either the mother giving birth or the child that Coming is being protected. Exactly. Yeah. So that is the Urzulis. They the, are I, amazing. I never want this episode to end. Cover 
all of the topics of love and family that you could possibly want. Seriously. Like all the phases of love, they're all okay. You have resources at all points. You have badass Urzuli to pray to and summon no matter what phase of Mm -hmm. life and love that you are in. I'm just imagining all of the like really angry teenagers probably pray to Urzuli Dantor when they should be hitting up Urzuli Balian. But yeah. But and I mean, like, but they're there to grow with you throughout your life, right? Like, as a mm-hmm. as a teenager, you want vengeance. As a you know person in adolescence, you might not know that you honestly need to like learn to live with yourself and to be alone yeah. and to like be happy on your own, whatever. And you know, eventually, when you grow into a mother, whether or not you like men, whether or not you have children, like there are people Urzuli here to help you. Yeah, the Urzuli are just there for you, no matter what. They're the sisterhood, yo. It's the best. Amazing. It's so good, right? Haiti, home of everything everybody loves. Spiced pork, rum, and the Urzulis. I love it. So good. Should we have a, like, final countdown kind of thing? Or, or what? I don't know. Like a, an out. Outro? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is probably where the music would just play. I know. I feel like we need better. I always feel like we need a better end line, though. Arrogance of finding really good ones. Spirits was created by Julia Shafini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Subscribe to Spirits and your preferred podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Spirits Podcast. On our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind-the-scenes photos, audio extras, director's commentary, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings. If you like the show, please share with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.